Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Hi, everybody. I'm Catherine Pierce, and I'm the Poet Laureate for the state of Mississippi. Welcome to the Mississippi Poetry Podcast, a podcast where poetry comes alive for listeners. Across the country and the world, poets are writing right now and creating vibrant, important poems that enlighten, entertain, challenge, and comfort. Some of these incredible poets have roots right here in Mississippi. Each episode of the Mississippi Poetry Podcast will feature a different poet with Mississippi connections. We'll hear a poem, learn about how it was written, and chat a bit about poetry and beyond. I'm so glad to have Christy Collins with me on the podcast today. Christy Collins teaches writing and literature at Mississippi State University. She has also taught at Cardiff University in the United Kingdom and Louisiana State University. Her first collection of poems, titled The Art of Coming Undone, is out soon. This collection includes an art poem collaboration with Dutch artist Erna Kalk. Christie's research focuses on contemporary poetry of the American South, particularly women poets from the region. Her creative work often focuses on questions of place, belonging, and connection, on visual art and a predilection for ekphrastic projects, and on finding a magic, otherworldly spark in the seemingly unremarkable. Christy, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming on to talk about poetry with me today. Thank you for asking me. I'm very happy to have you on here. And before we get to the poetry, though, I do want to ask you a non-poetry question. You are an animal person, I know. I know that you have two absurdly adorable pet dachshunds who are, I mean, it's, it's out of control, the cuteness of these dachshunds. So... What is an animal that you would like to spend time with that you have never gotten to hang out with? This could be any kind of animal at all, but what kind of animal would you just like to get a little quality time with? Yes, um, that's a very easy question for me to answer, and it would definitely be an elephant um, or, you know, maybe in particular a baby elephant, but I think, you know, a grown mature elephant as well, that's kind of like grown into itself and it knows what it's about. So, but I would take a baby elephant too, cause they're so little and maybe I could actually wrap my arms, my arms around it. So. Yes. Uh. <laughs> there was a video that made the rounds. I mean, maybe 10 years ago now where this baby elephant just sat in somebody's lap. And I remember just watching that video and thinking, I know I will never have that. And that makes me sad. I think I remember seeing you post that and seeing what you commented <laughs> on that 10 years ago, because it, you know, stuck with me as well. So um, I just think they're so obviously, you know, majestic, but also so intelligent and, you know, just sentient and, and you know just like really really lovely animals and so um and we don't have a lot of them in mississippi so i hope to get to um go and spend some time with one uh, at some point in my life that would be a dream i would i would also love that i hope you get to i hope you get to snuggle with a baby elephant at some point exactly so, <laughs> all right well christy what are you going to be reading for us today do you want to kind of set up this poem for a second and then go on into the reading of it yeah, sure. So I'm reading a poem um, from my upcoming book. It's called Nesting. 
Um, and it's a briefer poem of mine. I find that occasionally once I get going, some of my poems can be kind of lengthy, but this is one of the briefer ones. Um, and it is based on one of Erna's images. So in the book, you have um, some images that were based on the poems, but some poems were based on the images. And this is one where the image ex itself existed previously. And then I wrote a poem based on it, um, which maybe you could link to this as well. So, so people can see that image. Um, but so what I was trying to do in this project is to, you know, write poems that spoke to the art um, and that would speak to people universally, but also would help to tell a kind of narrative about my own life. So in looking at this image, um, it's the image of a woman um, and, and her hair is this large bird's nest. And there's birds all kind of around her on her arms, on her hand, but then they're also kind of like building that nest that's in, in her hair. But the image also makes it a bit unsure if they're building or if they're taking it down. So you don't know which kind of of the two is happening in the image. Um, and so as I was looking at this image and writing about it, um, I was in the process of splitting up from my husband at the time. And so I was thinking a lot about nest and nesting and what it means to nest because we use that word as humans as well. Um, so anyway, this is the poem that I wrote based on that image, and it is called Nesting. <clears throat> At first, you love the open cage of me, the lightning embrace of me. You loved the skin-soft curves of me, the creases of me, the flighty free will of me, the home in my own skin of me. Home. You wanted to home with me, in my skin with me, in a nest of twigs and pine with me, to winter and spring with me. But from our nest, you didn't like the wildness of me, the changing plumes of me, the strong, scared songs of me. What's left of you, your love of me, a crown of nettles that settles in my hair, the birds, they poke, they prod at me, singing the loneliest song of me, of me, of me. Thank you. That's such a beautiful poem. Thanks, Christy. Thank Do you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some element of that poem that you were thinking about as you were writing it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I remember being, you know, in your class many moons ago when I was your student at uh, Mississippi State and um, having that conversation in class about how rare it is for a poem to just kind of come to you mm -hmm. fully formed from the gods because that's mm -hmm. very, very rare. And usually we have to work quite hard to um, make a poem work or to even come into being. But this is one that really did fall into my lap from looking at the image. Um, I'm not a huge sound person. I think there's definitely sound to my poems. And I'm thinking about like, you know, words and phrases and how they sound together. But I'm I'm focused usually on the images more than the sounds themselves. But this is a very um, 
a definite sound poem. And so I think I'm trying to kind of capture the bird song essence where we keep coming back to this of me, of me, of me, um, this used throughout um, up until the end where, you know, there's kind of two people within this poem and you've got that phrase, but then by the end, it's just kind of one that's left and it's, you know, the of me, of me, of me. And so it's, it's supposed to kind of mimic bird song kind of the entire piece sound wise, but um, also there at the end. Um, so, yeah, so sound, I mean, that was, that was a bit of a, a different project for me, really. And it works so well in this poem, because as you were reading it, I mean, I'd read the poem on the page and of course I was aware of the, the sound in there, but hearing you read it out loud, of course, it really comes out even more and you hear the, not only the, the sort of rhymes of things, but the the rhythm and the musicality of the whole piece together. And it's really effective in this poem, especially when you get to the end, the of me, of me, of me, that repetition there at the end. Um, And I want to talk just for a second about the idea of ekphrastic uh, ekphrastic poetry or ekphrasis. Because this is something that, in case our listeners aren't familiar with this, do you want to tell us briefly what an ekphrastic poem is? Yeah, I mean, so to put it easily, it's just um, poems about visual art. So you're writing a poem about a kind of pre-existing visual art piece, but that doesn't just have to be kind of paintings. I mean, it it can be anything, photos, uh, a clay pot, you know, it it can be really kind of any form of, of art. So just a poem about art. Yeah. And I think one of the things that can be tricky about writing an ekphrastic poem is finding a way to make the poem its own thing so that it's not just a description of the painting or a description of the clay pot or whatever it might be. Right. And so I I loved hearing you talk about the way you worked with Erna's paintings here and how some of them, the painting came first and some of them, the poem came first. And it seems like this really kind of organic, free-flowing collaboration between the two of you. But I think also this poem in particular is such a great example of a way that somebody could write a really powerful ekphrastic poem because the poem is not about the painting. The poem sort of sprang from the painting. And you gave you those kernels that you then hooked into to create this totally separate thing, its own its own piece. So I think that's really... It's such a great example of ekphrasis. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank um, you. Well, what's a bit of advice that you would give to poets who are starting out or to people who just want to write some more poetry or change their angle on it a little bit? Well, um, to kind of go off of what we just said, really, um, you're absolutely right that when you're writing about art, you don't want to, you know, kind of try to describe the image because, I mean, that would be a lovely thing to do if you were writing for um, people who couldn't see very well. That could be like a very, you know, meaningful project. But most people can see that image already. But I did just want to say that that could be a good way into it. So if you're interested in art and you want to write about art, you could begin by just trying to write what you see. Um, But you do absolutely want to eventually kind of the, the idea with ekphrastic work is that you're trying to take what's there and reinterpret it 
you know, make it your own, have have kind of a new vantage point on it instead of just literally what you can see. But I did want to say that, you know, writing what you see could be a good way to get going. But then um, as far as other advice, and I'm trying to follow this myself. So I'm still I'm still learning this as well. But I did just want to throw out there the famous Faulkner quote about don't be a writer, be writing. And I think that's like really key because it's easy to get bogged down with, you know, am I doing enough? Have I done enough? Am I a quote, real writer? And, you know, people who have published loads ask themselves these kinds of things. And so um, I don't know what good it is to be a capital W writer. I don't know what that is and if that's even what we should be going for. But I think that if you're writing and you can keep writing, you're going to get somewhere. So don't be a writer, be writing. I think that's really good advice. It's such good advice. And you're right. It's something that we all need to keep in mind because yeah, I think that every writer has moments where we think, oh, am I doing enough? Does this count? Is this work, you know, where it needs to be? And am I getting it out there in the right ways? And And yeah, you're right. If we can just, if everybody can kind of put that aside and just focus on getting the work done, then you are a writer because you're writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. I love that. All right. Well, finally, Christy, where could we find more of your work? Well, uh, my book will be out. Um, It's due out in the U.S. March the 1st, and it is on Amazon So um, and Barnes & Noble as well. And I'm hoping to get it into some um, independent bookstores as well. And maybe we can order from those rather than from the big chains, but, um, it it will be out soon. It will be out, um, in different locations. So stay tuned. Um, it is the art of coming undone is the name of it. And, uh, I do also have a website that is by christycollins.com. And my Instagram is also at by Christy Collins. So we'd love to have you there. Check it out. Let me know. We'll put links to all that in the supplement that we share with the podcast when it comes out. So thank you so much, Christy Collins, for coming on the podcast today to talk with me about elephants and ekphrastic poetry and your own work and for sharing your excellent advice. And thank you all for listening to the Mississippi Poetry Podcast, where poetry comes alive. Thank you.